Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Negretman. And my name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. So David, last time you acquitted yourself quite well. I opened up being completely puzzled. I had no idea what you were talking about, and now I only a little bit don't know what you're talking about. But that little bit is still bothering Days me. Dazed and confused. Because what you said was that the opening lines of Leviticus chapter 18 are talking about idolatry. Don't be like the Canaanites and the Egyptians in the sense of don't be idolaters. Then we say, the continuation of chapter 18, don't violate sexual propriety. Be holy within Israel. But you said that's a specific message for Israel, and you were going to go into the history of Israel from a sexual perspective. Now, if you recall... Abraham marries Sarah. Correct. But what's the relationship between Abraham and Sarah in a family network? It sounds like she was his sister or niece, depending on how you translate the words. Correct. Okay, sometimes it's referenced as a sister, and sometimes it's referenced as not a sister. Right. Right? But we're trying to figure out what that is, and it comes out to be a niece. Well, Abraham called her his sister, was it a half-sister? Was it a niece? The text is a little bit unclear as to exactly what she was, but she clearly was a family member. A very close family member. Very much so. Something which we can say that in later times would actually become against Jewish sexual Wait, law. Wait, that's Leviticus chapter 18. Well, I guess I'm falling into the trap. There you go. I'm going to give you another example. Jacob marries two sisters. Leah and Rachel. Oh, is that permitted? It is not permitted, David. Wow. So you are guess not what? allowed to marry How two sisters. How do I know that, Scott? Leviticus chapter 18. I okay. think there's going to be a rhythm to this whole entire podcast. And yet Jacob doing that wasn't wrong because the Torah hadn't been given yet. I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm just saying right now, Israel is being introduced to a revolutionary sexual conduct of behavior. Something which had not applied earlier. So Jacob married his two sisters. What about Judah? Judah marries his daughter-in-law. Also an unusual coupling. Which is prohibited? prohibited. No, oh, it's prohibited. It's, it's prohibited. David, where is it prohibited? It's prohibited. Where? In Leviticus chapter 18, Scott. You know, there's another famous coupling that was not allowed. Moses' mother and Moses' father wow, were- beating un- me to the punch. Were nephew and aunt. And you're not allowed to marry your- You say aunt? I'm from Boston, man. Oh, I say aunt. And you say <laughs> aunt is something that crawls on I the floor. I knew I wasn't going to get away with that. <laughs> Aunt? What is aunt? Yes, an aunt is something that crawls on the floor, and aunt is someone who you're related to. But Moses' mother, Jochebed, was actually his father's aunt. Aunt, whichever one, doesn't matter. Prohibited. It's not allowed. Prohibited. How do we know that? Leviticus chapter 18. Very good. Go figure. Lot lives in a place that eventually gets destroyed. Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. Right? Bad people there. Very bad people. And they wanted to forcefully take people and have sexual intimacy with that, both if they were men or if they were women. It didn't really matter, right? Even Lot offers his daughters in order, in order to protect to his prevent, guests. To protect the guests. A little weird. But even Lot and his two daughters, they have relationships. Guess what comes out from that relationship? The nations of Moab and Amnon emerge from that relationship. And later on, through Ruth, Moab becomes David. His great-grandmother was from Moab. Now, Judah, I know, eventually marries Tamar. We know that from what would be a Levite marriage situation. But the time that he was doing the Levite marriage, he was thinking he was having a relationship with a prostitute. Are you allowed to have a relationship with a prostitute? No. Well, how do I know that? 
Let me guess. Leviticus chapter 18. So what are you saying, David? You have made a very strong point that Israel's own history was filled with sexual impropriety, which at the time was not improper because there was no such code. So I don't want to go and cast aspersions upon our ancestors. We won't do that. They were not doing anything wrong in their time. However, later on, those relationships, which at the time were fine and in fact holy, became illegal for Jews. Because in order for one to become a holy nation, the relationships of your relatives within the family network and some outside the family network can't have sexual intimacy anymore. That prepares me in order to become a holy nation. Because if I am going to engage with you, it can't be with the intent that I use these mandates for sexual impropriety. Sexual impropriety is, by definition, selfish. It's doing something, taking a relationship, which is pleasurable, but in a way which I'm not allowed. It means I'm trying to get my own pleasure in a way which is selfish rather than the way which God has permitted So if I understand you properly, David, you're saying this, and please correct me if I'm wrong. First, we can't have idolatry like the Canaanites and the Egyptians because that was selfish, attempting to force God or the gods to do your will for your own selfish purposes rather than to have a relationship with him. Secondly, we then are told no more sexual relationships that are improper, which are a form of selfishness as well. This is all leading up to Leviticus chapter 19, Be Holy, where once I've had the prerequisites of No more idolatry. No more sexual impropriety. Selfishness is pushed aside, and instead, I'm left with, be holy, for I, the Lord thy God, am holy. Therefore, relationships have boundaries and cannot be used in the sense of holiness engagement. To love someone else can't have that sexual unendo in it. And that's what chapter 19 is about. Chapter 19 is how I do the holiness code in engagement with the people, but it's prefaced with, new boundaries in family dynamics. And, of course, the relationship with God and a relationship with one's spouse is parallel. So the relationship with God can't be a selfish relationship. It must be real. The relationship with a spouse can't be a selfish relationship. It has to be real. No more idolatry, no more sexual immorality. Once I have that in place, I'm ready to be taught, you have the negatives pushed aside. How do you positively become holy? How do you sanctify yourself in a positive, engaged way? Correct. Did I do a good job, David? This is great, Scott. You're listening. I actually learned something today. (laughs) Scott, this is amazing. So for all our listeners out there, thank you for continuing to support us. My name is David McGrattman. My name is Scott Kahn. Blessings from Jerusalem. Jerusalem.